Welcome to the Connection Club podcast. I am Katie Wren. I am a wife, a mom to a beautiful baby girl, bonus mom to a beautiful teenage daughter and successful business owner. I am so excited to connect with you. Sometimes we need to disconnect from the world to reconnect with ourselves. So I am super grateful to be on this journey with you so we can connect together as a community. Hi guys, welcome back. That's my um, American Idol application. (laughs) Terrible, I know. I am not a singer, nor do I ever want to be one. So yeah, guys, we're on episode six. Thank you so much for coming back to me. I mean, if you're listening to episode six, that means you're really, truly enjoying all the previous ones so far. And um, of course, please give me feedback on things that you would want me to cover in the future. I love serving you guys. I love getting all of your comments and feedbacks and you tagging me in on your Instagram stories. I I truly love seeing how much is impacting you. And just don't forget to head over to the the podcast app, whatever, wherever you're listening this on and just give us a a good rating and a a good review. We like positive vibes here just so we can reach other people and and get this message spread even further. So yeah, we kind of kind of switch things up a bit today. We're going to carry on talking about the backstory and really connecting back to, I would say Katie 1.0. I feel like I'm Katie 2.0 right now. And, you know, I'm always constantly evolving and changing and growing. That's what I, I thrive off is growth. So I'm always looking for ways I can grow myself as a person. Um, it's one of my needs. Just, it's so much fun connecting back with you guys because I really get to explore my life previously. And it's so awesome to really share that with you all. But first, I want to just share something with you that has been kind of laying on my heart a little heavily. It's been a, a week now that I've been back from England and I had to fly back for a funeral. I've actually recorded this episode before and I was just a complete mess. And listening back to the recording of it, I'm like, no, I I just, I need to do this again. This isn't, it certainly would set you all off emotionally, but that wasn't my intention and it just cringed me too much. So I'm like, here we are again. Just know every time I record one of these, sometimes I don't get it in one and I have to redo it again. So this, this takes work. It's not, it's not something you click your fingers and it's done. So yeah, I traveled back to England uh, for three days and I'm really proud of myself because I really challenged myself in a certain area. And we're going to talk about this area of identity on the next episode, which I'm really excited to share with you guys about. And traveling over to England, I knew that it was going to be a little bit stressful and a little bit emotional. And I wasn't going to be the person that moved away from my identity and what I'm about to, you know, just let it completely rock me and move me away from who I am. Because sometimes I I do let circumstances or events or environments dictate how I should show up. So I went in with the, the real intention of those three days to really not only lead with love, to have energy and most of all have fun. I told myself, I'm not going to be jet lagged. I am not going to be tired. I've got a lot of stuff to do and a very short time to fit it in. I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm, I'm going to go with my 
identity intention is very, very high. So my identity, as you've heard me talk about it before, is love, energy, fun. Um, I tell myself I am, I am sexy, I am feminine, I'm a warrior. And I tell myself those I am's over and over and over. And that becomes part of my identity. So I'm on the plane, I'm writing in my journal. And because there's crappy movies on, I, I opened up a new book that I'd bought for my mother and started reading it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's called The Power. Really, really incredible. It's, it kind of ties everything that I talk about on this podcast. It ties it into a book. It's really awesome. So I definitely recommend you guys to get it and read it. And I'm shouting it all over my social media um, platforms right now. So you probably already know what I'm talking about. But I'm reading it. And as I'm reading this, I'm journaling about my I am statement, who I am, how I want to show up and all of these things. And I got there, I was flying in economy and I hated it. (laughs) I hated flying in economy, but I put out there to the world that you know what? This is a quick trip. It's not a luxurious trip. It's not a work trip. It's there to just be supportive of people and to celebrate somebody's life. It was really cool because I was sat in a seat and a seat next to me was open. So I had two seats to myself and I'm like, thank you universe. And then as they closed the doors across the, the way was two seats next to the window by themselves. I'm like, thank you. You know how painful this would be for me. And you gracefully gave me two seats by themselves. I mean, thank you universe. Thank you God, because they truly answered my prayers. I've been very, very blessed, privileged, honored, grateful to fly a lot of the time business class, especially international flights. It's a long flight. I broke my femur when I was 17. I, I, I kind of missed that part out on part one of the story. That was a big, significant change in my life. When I broke my femur in a car accident, it was life-changing. I've got a scar through my eyebrow. I've still got glass in my cheek. I'm not able to do and feel comfortable doing certain things because of the, the break. It's, I'm fine now. There's, I don't have a pin in it or anything like that. You know, I'm able to do a lot of things, but sitting for a long period of time it can, be, can become very, very uncomfortable. And all the time I've struggled with energy and, and moods and the spine being out of line can really cause some not only emotional and, and physical wear and tear on you, it can really affect how you show up on a daily basis. And again, I could go in another whole episode about that. So yeah, I prefer to fly business class because I can stretch out. I have plenty of room to lie down, sitting upright for eight hours for a fly is torture. My husband flies to Fiji seven times a year in economy and I don't know how he does it. And I'm praying to whoever I need to pray to for them to upgrade him in his flights as just something to get in business class flights because I don't know how he does it and then goes on stage and performs for seven days and serves the room and serves people. I mean, he's God. He's a warrior. I'm in awe of him sometimes how he is able to travel so much and still show up the way that he does. He's definitely built that muscle over time. I'm not that person. (laughs) I struggle. So I was super excited when I saw these uh, two seats by themselves. I was able to curl up in a little ball and go to sleep a little bit because it was a red eye flight. And I got there and I I had the intention and, and set the 
the notion that I was going to move my body when I got there. So I said to my mom, as soon as I got there, landed, gave her a hug, put my bags down. I said, I'm going to go for a walk. I don't want to go to the gym. I just want to go for a walk in nature and ground myself and just... Oh, just just come into England. And I did that. Me and Rip, my brother, went for a walk around the countryside and I loved it. And it just, it energized me, it woke me up and it's exactly what I needed. And after a long flight like that, being in economy, I'm like, I'm not going to just sit around and do nothing. I'm going to move my body. And it did really help because I'm energy and I'm fun. I really wanted to explore the countryside a little bit and it brought me right back home again. It was beautiful. So yeah, I met up with a few uh, business partners and we had a lot of fun. We had a Nando's. It was awesome. And then I drove down to the funeral and we had the funeral the day after and um, it hit me hard. It really did. The person who I went to go and see was my mentor of, of eight years. His name was Alex. And if you don't know who Alex is, he was just this beautiful, energetic spirit. And being a fellow Capricorn like me, he really just got me. And we had so much fun together. And he was by my side through the, the bad and the and celebrated the good for the last eight years. And to have him all of a sudden leave this planet and go to the higher heavens, it, it's it's hard to come to terms with that that's actually happened. But I needed to say goodbye. I needed to see him off. The last time I saw him was in, in April. I hadn't seen him for two years with being here in the US and not being able to travel without a green card. And we were going through that process. I would get voice notes off him. I would see him on training calls. I would, he would just send me random music videos that would make no sense. <laughs> and he was just this beautiful spirit. Like I can't describe him. He looked like Morgan Freeman, but had this beautiful white smile and these beautiful sparkly eyes and one of my favorite memories is I got offered to fly over to LA this was a long time ago this is like six years ago maybe maybe seven it was my dream to go to America and he was there I shared my speech on stage and I was thanking all the people that were there through that through those moments that had reached this position in my life and I forgot to mention Alex who was one of the the one person there's various people in my life that have believed in me but he was one of the one of the people who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself right in the beginning of starting my chapter in life which I'm going to go into in a minute he's the one person who believed in me and when I didn't believe in myself he would just give the best advice he he really carried a golden thread through everybody that he mentored and that would pass through that person to other people and it would touch other people. It was just, he was so magical in the way that he showed up. I forgot to thank him on stage and I was so upset at myself. He was about to go on and do his speech and another lady was sharing her speech at that time. And backstage, I ran over to him and said, Alex, I'm so sorry that I forgot to mention your name. Do you know how much you mean to me? I was like, babe, don't worry about it. It's all good in the garden. That's one of his favorite sayings. I said, no, Alex, you need to know how much you mean to me. And I said, for whatever reason, my dad couldn't give me away. You know, my dad's my hero. He's, he's my dad. No one else will replace that, that position. My dad is awesome. But Alex was like a second dad to me. And I said, for whatever reason, my dad couldn't give me away at my wedding. I would want you to be the person who would do it. 
like me, he had tears rolling down his face. He was like, that is, I mean, because I really, really meant it. He was like, oh, babe, that's like a beautiful thing. Like, thank you. And I accidentally messed him up too much for his speech. And he shared that moment in front of everybody and got emotional, came over and gave me a hug. And just since then, we've just had this beautiful connection between each other that no one can really understand unless you're those two people. So it was really hard to say goodbye. But I know that it's not goodbye forever, that he is always around me, is there in spirit. And I'm going to put a photo up um, in my office because when I look over it, he's going to have that beaming smile. And I even did it at the wake. I was writing a letter for the kids and the kids did amazing at the wake, by the way. Oh my gosh, the strength and beauty was just so inspiring. And I was a hot mess. (laughs) He would be so proud of them. This picture that they had up, I was writing a letter and I looked over because it was sat next to me and I, I just started laughing and I went, stop it. Because that's what we always used to do to each other. We just had those little moments. So I'm going to have it up in my office and whenever I just need someone to talk to, I know that I'd be able to talk to him and still look over and laugh and say, stop it, you're naughty. That's what we used to always do. It was a hard trip. I fit a lot of things into three days and and then had to come back because I didn't want to be away from, from Lake too long. I didn't want to be out of my own routine for too long. I went there to serve some partners and to say goodbye to Alex. That was all I needed to do. And I had three days to do it. But my point of telling you all of this is to really just find somebody who you can lock arms with, who you can have as a mentor in your life, whether it is through business or personal. I've had several different coaches that have all served me to a certain point. And then, you know, I've gone to learn from other people. I've had Alex as my mentor. I've had my beautiful friend, John, as a mentor for eight years. My dad is my mentor. I have friends who are mentors. Just surround yourself with really good people who want to see you do well. And it's really helped shape me into the person I am today by having a good proximity of people. Getting a mentor or a coach is just worth the investment times 10. If you have to pay for a coach, then it's worth it. Obviously, I didn't have to pay for Alex because he was my um, upline, upline in, in the business. I was very, 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 very privileged to be a part of that golden thread that he put through me that I can give to other people. I'm very privileged to have a relationship with him, to have known him and just rest in peace, Alex. That's all I can say. So it's been hard this last week and I've had to kind of shape myself out of some grieving moments. And, you know, I've not been probably the best wife to my, to my darling husband. I've been a little bit frustrated and I found myself going into my masculine mode and I've had to really spend some time going, why is this happening? What do I need to do and how can I move forward? And it's just what I've started to do with my life when I'm in those moments, it's really reflecting and going, how can I move forward? So hubby, I love you and (laughs) sorry for being crazy sometimes. That's what us women are like, aren't we? So yeah, going back to really the story, after I was working with my dad for a number of a number of years, I stumbled upon a gift. I don't want to use the word opportunity because I hate that word, especially in my industry. I stumbled upon a gift that I never really thought it could have, have given me all that I've been given, truly. I was so excited when I found it. But 
up until that moment, I was working for my dad. He was teaching me so much about business, how to add value, how to keep customers, how to communicate with customers, how to make a difference. And, you know, I loved that job. There wasn't a lot to do because it was a new company. But whatever I had to do that day, I would get done. I would kind of go for a stroll in the village at lunchtime and then I would come home, come home. Well, my home was my work for that day, I guess. I'd kind of just be twiddling my thumbs some of the times. I'm sorry, dad, if you're listening, he knows this story already. It was paying me to sleep underneath my desk some days. There you go. I said it. I wasn't going to um, make my dreams come true sleeping under my desk, that's for sure. And I literally slept under my desk. I would lay coats underneath my desk and I would take a nap in the middle of the afternoon because I was so unhealthy. I was so just unfulfilled. I didn't have the energy. I didn't have that inspiration or that creativity. I would make health, unhealthy choices. I wouldn't drink water. I would live off soda and all of the all of these different things. It wasn't serving me, let's face it. It just wasn't serving me living like that. But I didn't know any different. I really didn't. I thought this was healthy, like a baked potato with beans and a salad was healthy. As I've grown in my nutritional knowledge, I know something like that isn't that healthy to have all the time. Or a sandwich that has tuna and salad on it is healthy. Not so much. <laughs> so I would sleep underneath my desk and... I really just felt like I needed something else. So I went and worked some different part-time jobs. I'd done bar work, TV work, modeling work. Yes, me as a model. (laughs) I don't like that world. I don't like that industry. And let's face it, I'm not exactly a model material. So I would dabble in a few different jobs and um, try and make a little bit of extra money on the side. And it just wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to. I had a huge vision and a huge goal of really living my life a certain way. Not that it had to be that way, but I, I, I had this dream of, even when I was riding horses, like I said to you guys before, I'd I had this really awesome dream and doing what I was doing currently wasn't going to move me in the direction to get it. I learned a lot from my dad. I really did. He was very supportive when this amazing gift landed on my lap. It it kind of ticked all the boxes that I was looking for and that was important to me. Even though I didn't really have the education around health or around fitness, it just, it was something that I've always been a little bit interested in and always interested in making sure that I'm being the healthiest version possible, that I, I am fit and I am healthy it was a, an amazing product and it just aligned with everything that I, I am and what I'm about. I thought, you know what? That makes sense to me. I need it. I know that my friends need it. I know that my family need it. I know certainly I need it. The business behind it made a lot of sense to me too. I could be my own boss. I could do my own hours. I could travel the world while still making money. I could still make an impact on people. I could contribute in a way. I could serve people. I could really make a difference. And, you know, it was all centered around health and and wellness. Well, boom, I am in. (laughs) So I started my own business and uh, my own home business and kind of worked it from the office when I was working with my dad, I would get everything done and then I would go to work on my business. And doing that, I was able to grow in so many ways. I didn't just start my own business. I really started my journey on to finding myself, to personally grow, to, I mean, just being in the, the industry that I'm in, 
has opened up a whole world of personal development that I wouldn't have necessarily been open to if I was in a nine to five job. Unless, you know, the proximity of people I maybe bumped into in the workplace was interested in personal development and they recommended it to me, then I would never have been exposed to it. And I would never have been exposed to being the Katie 2.0 that I am now and sharing all of this wisdom with you. So truly ticked a lot of my boxes. And not only that, I got to grow and be with a team and a community of people that we could just all have fun together and still move in the direction of our goals and dreams and all support each other. I mean, what better business model do you want? (laughs) So I was super excited and I got to really create and develop my own brand. I called it the skinny rules. There's such a big taboo around skinny, but there's like so many different products out there. One for an, as an example is skinny cow ice cream. I mean, <laughs> the cows aren't skinny, let's face it, you know, but you know what? It's a great word that attracts people to really look at themselves and go, I, it's not that they want to be skinny. It's just that they want to feel good about themselves. And everyone has in their mind what skinny looks like. To me, skinny is just being a better version of myself right now. And I'm like, oh, my legs look skinnier. Or even when Leticia comes in saying, you're looking skinnier, it's not a taboo word if we look at it in a more positive light. So I created a brand called The Skinny Rules and I got really excited about it. I just wanted to help people and add value. So I created a a Facebook page where I put on lots of tips and information on how to be healthy, what it takes to be healthy while I was on that journey myself. And because I was being vulnerable and sharing my journey, it attracted a lot of people to me. They got on board, started using the products along with with me as well. And they loved it so much that they wanted to become part of the team and they wanted to do the business on the side as well and help other people. So it grew very, very quickly. I didn't realize like how it would change my life, not only financially, but mentally and physically and, and all of the different pillars to life that it contributes towards. So before I know it, I was earning an extra 500 pounds a month. And I'm like, oh, this is serious money. I mean, reaching the top position of the company at the time, you got a thousand pound bonus. And I'm like, a thousand pound? Like that blew my mind. Seriously. I mean, now reaching that position, you get 7,000 pounds. This is how much the company has grown over time. And and now they've got positions above that and you can get like 28,000 pounds just in those. I mean, it's life-changing money and people are doing it. People in my team are doing it. It's just insane watching their lives completely transform. Anyway, I said I wouldn't go into it, but you can tell I get super passionate and super excited about it. But yeah, I was I, now I started to earn an extra 500 pound a month. And I remember talking to the UK director, um, Simon at the time, and I'm like, this could literally buy me a mortgage. Like this could cover my mortgage payment. This could cover my car payment. This could take so much stress out of my life. Like this is amazing. And, you know, I put down the goal of having my own car, my own apartment. I wanted a mulberry handbag. I wanted my own little sausage dog and a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. I mean, that's all I wanted because I couldn't afford any of those things, even a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. I mean, (laughs) I was 23 at the time. I wanted to move out of home. I was living with my parents. I was renting a room off them and I was struggling. I was car sharing with my boyfriend at the time. And within six months, I was earning maybe about 2000 pounds a month. This was starting to replace my income that I was had with my dad. 
And before I know it, I put down a deposit on my own home. I just saved, 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 saved. As soon as I did that and tied that up, I ran to mini garage and I bought myself a mini countryman. I was so proud of that car. I was so, so proud of it because it was a step in the right direction to me getting my dream car of a Range Rover Sport. That was my true dream car. And I've had two now. I had one in the UK and sold it to move all to the States. And now I have one here in the United States and I love my car. Not because of the image it portrays of success or anything like that, that I that I think people tend to see Range Rovers as, I guess. That's just my opinion. But growing up, my mom had Land Rover cars and we just had the best time. I have some of the best memories in those cars. And that's the emotional attachment I have to that car. Not so much the label of, oh, I'm successful. I drive this car. It's because of the memories that it gave me as a child. Like I, every time I get in that car and I hold that steering wheel, I just feel so grateful and so appreciative. And even when I was driving my mini countryman, I would visualize driving my Range Rover Sport and what it would look like on the inside, what the hood would look like, you know, and I really, really visualized what my, what my life would be like. I visualized living over here in America. I visualized having a family here. I just didn't know how it was going to happen, but I loved that mini countryman. It was my baby. And I bought myself a private reg plate to go along with it. I had K100 TSR. So K stood for my initial 100 was the the position I was working towards club 100. And it meant I had a hundred partners in my team that were all like qualifying their business. It's all irrelevant. And then TSR, the skinny rules. So every time I would go to my car, I would see my reg plate and I would automatically think club 100 and I would start making decisions to move in that direction. So constantly adding value on on my page in my groups and talking to people, building relationships, holding events, holding um, fun nights out. I mean, this thing grew and grew and grew and grew. Hitting the personal note here, the the person I was with at the time, I felt like my life was going to head in a direction and that they wouldn't, not so much being able to keep up because this person is beautiful in their own right. You know, they've gone to do really awesome things and I wish them no ill health, no, nothing like that. I wish them nothing but happiness and success, but I just didn't feel like it was something that, that I needed. I needed something not so much bigger and better because that sounds really awful, but it's the only way I could describe it, that relationship. And I also needed a man. I needed somebody who can put me in my place this person just wasn't that. And that's okay. That's totally okay. I was probably too too crazy for him anyway. <laughs> Not long after separating from that relationship, I dived into another one. And I literally fell head over heels. I thought this person was like God's gift. Honestly, I really did. As the business grew, the relationship grew and literally we got together in the, in the new year. So like literally six months later, we're engaged. Woo! I'm now building a successful empire. I'm now engaged. Like, what the hell? This is so exciting. I just reached Club 100 position. I reached the top of the, the company. I'd flown over to LA, like I mentioned earlier on. Um, I celebrated in LA and I'm like, I literally had to pinch myself getting off that plane. I remember that trip so well. And I couldn't believe I'd made my dream come true of, of visiting America. I mean, 
I was just on cloud nine and I had the best time while I was there. I went visiting around the whole of LA and went up to the Hollywood sign and we got a car to drive us around all these cool places, hired a driver. It was funny because Luke, my now husband, saw me speak on stage, sharing my um, NMD speech, our top position, that's what it's called, sharing my speech on stage. He still remembers the outfit that I wore to this day and God, how destiny just unfolds and we don't even know it sometimes. So he saw me then and apparently knew of me then. I didn't know him, unfortunately. I think things would have been a little bit different if I did. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was really funny. He says, I can't remember you had a yellow skirt on a yellow dress. He um, had joked with the person next to next to him, Lauren. was like, oh, she's all right, isn't she? And, um, and Lauren's like, yeah, you shouldn't. He was just like, she's engaged. Like, um, no, <laughs> isn't that funny? Anyway, we continued on our journey and through business, it just carried on growing and growing and growing. And I mean, this thing grew to like, I was earning over 50,000 pounds a month. Like, I mean, I don't really have any words to describe what that feels like, but I worked my butt off for a full year. I, I mean, that's nothing. And really it took me three to five years to grow it to a sustainable place. If someone came to you and said, I have a gift to give you that if you work this for three to five years, this is what it could give you. And all I did was added value, loved on people, created fun experiences and built a community. That's all I did, honestly. So if you have a business and you're wondering what to do, do those few things. I promise you, I could do a whole episode on on how to build that within a business. And maybe I will in season two. So it came to it, me and this person were due to get married. And, you know, I'd spent months and months and months planning and putting everything together. And little did I know along the way, I would say two years into the business, building my business and being engaged, I started to lose myself. Oh, the energy has shifted. You can tell in my voice, it just literally went crashed. I started to lose myself because I started to move away from my core values, from my core, really being connected with myself, my inner self, my my gut, my core would just tell me that this isn't right. This isn't how a relationship should be. This is not how engagement should be. And this is not how marriage would be, should be in the future. And I would ignore all of those little signs, noises, comments that I had going on in my body. Being in the business, I didn't really truly manage my energy in terms of feminine and masculine energy. I didn't manage my state. I didn't know all the things that I know now. And how I've learned that stuff is a lot of it is going to Tony Robbins events, growing myself as a person, reading books, listening to audios over and over and over again. I have, I'm one of those people that I have to listen to things over and over and over again to get it in my body and understand it. It takes a while sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to that, but I would. I wish I would have known everything I know now because maybe the business would have been a little bit different. Maybe my relationships would have been a bit different. I started to become this masculine person and ultimately that started to affect my my relationship and my future marriage. I started to feel really disconnected from who I was and what I was about and I know other people felt it and I know other people saw it just I just wish someone would have told me. <laughs> Maybe I would have avoided me making a lot of mistakes. But they you know you can't look back and go what if and just learn from it instead. Me and this person got married and ultimately after it, 
I knew something wasn't right. And I went into this deep depressional hole. That's the only way I could describe it is this deep depressional hole. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know if the the event that I attended earlier on that year at UPW had kind of kind of opened a can of worms that I didn't know how to deal with it. Partly my fault because I didn't attend the whole seminar. I just attended a couple of days and left on the last day that would have tied everything up, I guess. So I had this can of worms that was was opened and my advice to you is if you are attending anything, see all the way through. Don't just go to one part because you never know what you're going to get from something like that. And, the, you know, there's missing parts. So I, I was, I can't blame it on that, but there was things that, that was going on that I just didn't understand. I guess I was not being true to myself because I shouldn't have gone through with what I'd just gone through, i.e. getting married. I started to kind of resent myself, I guess, and resent him. I started to be more masculine. I started to resent everything around me instead of really just looking at myself and choosing to see the good, choosing to lead with love, choosing to form my identity, to choose to live in that feminine flow. And knowing all the things I know now, I would have been living a different life. Maybe not so much still married to that person, but I would have been a lot happier and and more fulfilled in all of the, the choices I was making. So not, I would say six months later, after getting married, I noticed some severe changes in the way that our marriage was going. And I noticed that this person was moving away from me instead of towards me. And after a couple of events that I don't really want to go into because they are super personal and I want to respect that person's privacy as well. A couple of embarrassing moments happened that I wasn't happy with and expressed. And then all of a sudden this person turned around to me and said, I don't see a future with you anymore. And we're done, completely done with the marriage. And I'm like, what? I'm a person when I'm in with somebody, when I'm married to somebody, I'm all in. And then I'm dedicated to figuring out how to grow it, how to work at it and how to take things to the next level. That's just who I am in anything. I'm not someone who just throws in the towel very easily. You know, being blindsided by this, I was willing to try and to make things work. I was willing to maybe go to counseling or sit down and talk. Like we we didn't communicate. That was one of the biggest problems in a relationship that people just don't communicate. And then all of a sudden they're wondering why things are breaking down and they're, they're both unhappy because they're not communicating. Me and Lucas, sometimes as hard as it is, communicating and figuring things out and, and talking to each other, we, we get through it. We talk about it and we get through it. And that's what marriage is about. So this person didn't want to try or anything just didn't want to try so I went to counseling by myself I, I went to see a marriage counselor by myself I tried to do everything humanly possible I knew um, that was right to fix whatever it was that was going on but it was too little too late honestly it was a very public embarrassing hard emotional journey that I went on after the divorce or getting divorced, should I say. It took a year to go through it. After I tried for a while, and I kind of realized that I would probably have checked out of this relationship a long time ago. He felt it, but he just had the balls to end it. Credit to him. You know, like I said, I, I don't wish any ill health. I wish them nothing but happiness and success. 
I found myself after a few months kind of, I have a beautiful life and I want to share it with somebody. So I started dating again. These dates were great, but just wasn't that level of intelligence in being self-aware and knowing anything about personal development. You know, I'd kind of been on that journey for a while and I'd grown myself and I found it really hard to find people who was on that same level as me. I definitely seeked help from from numerous people going, what do I do? How can I, how can I either fix this or make this better? Or, or what is it? What is it I can do? A lot of the people say, there's nothing you can do. You just got to work on yourself. And one of them was Luke. Um, I reached out to Luke knowing from a male perspective, he'd been through a divorce and is there anything I could do to make things better? And he said, no, just work on yourself and read a couple of books. So man search for meaning and the five love languages, which I highly recommend to anybody, especially the five love languages. I didn't read the other book and still yet to read that, but I read the five love languages. And if you're in a relationship or you're married, it's the number one book to read because you get to really learn what someone else's needs are and ultimately what your needs are. Like my need is for words of affirmation and quality time. If Luke says a really nice comment to me or writes me. He wrote a little really cute note in in my book, The the Power That I'm Reading at the Minute. It came in a time that I actually needed it as well. It was really funny. But he, he, you know, he'll write me little notes. He'll send me like nice little text messages. And you know, he'll go out of his way to spend quality time with me, even though he's super busy. Like on Monday, he took me out for lunch. He's just like, come on, let's just go for lunch. And I was like, I was super excited. Like, oh, that's so nice. Cause I know how slammed he is in his day, but he decided to take time out and spend that quality time with me. We just went for a quick lunch somewhere and it was, it was perfect. And his love language is touch and quality time, partly to him. I might be wrong on that second one. I'm sure he changed his mind the other day. I don't know. I need to ask him about that, <laughs> but it's definitely touch. So if I don't go up to him and cuddle him and kiss him and, and, and make him feel like he's being loved through that language, then he melts down. And of course I melt down if my needs aren't being met. So certainly if you have a, you're in a relationship, you have a, a marriage and things aren't going as well as you hope for, I would definitely recommend that book and then go and do it for at least 30 days straight without a day where you don't go and fulfill that need for that that person. And the needs that that person has could be different. Like Luke writing a note versus saying something really nice to me. I would probably prefer the, the handwritten note versus something that he would say to me. It's still important that, that he would say that thing to me, but a handwritten note means more. So when he gets me cards, he would underline certain words and highlight them and you know, that that's my love language. That makes me feel so filled up with love. Now, if he says mean comments or makes a mean comment, it literally destroys me. The same way as not touching him or withdrawing from, from love does the same thing for him. So it's just amazing when you think all these things that we go through in life teach us something that we can use for the future. And that's exactly what happened with my previous marriage. It taught me so much that I was able to show up better for the next one. And, you know, we're constantly and always evolving our relationship. We're having those difficult conversations and sometimes they turn into arguments, but at the end of the day, we just come to each other and say that we love each other. We're committed to each other. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Luke gave some great advice. (laughs) And over time, we started to connect more and talk more to the point where he invited, uh, previously had invited this, my ex-husband to 
fly over to Minnesota to spend time with him to make sure that, you know, he knew us both, not well, but just knew of us both. And he was, you know, he's a giver, he's a lover, he wants to help people. He offered my ex-husband to fly out to Minnesota to come and spend time with him, clear his head. He's not going to convince him to stay with me. He's not going to convince me, convince him to leave me. Just clear your head. Anyway, that never happened. So, you know, he'd always invited me and uh, my ex-husband over to spend time with him. So I reached out to him saying, hey, I'm going to come over to the States. I would love to come and see Minnesota as a place I haven't visited. Are you up for some visitors or a visitor? He was like, yeah, what would you do when, what would you want to do when you come over? And I'm like, well, I'd really love to go paddleboarding, maybe see a hockey game, do some events. And I think you should take me on a date. Well, I sent as a voice note. So when I sent that and I pressed sent, I literally sat on the floor and I was like, why? Why would I send that? Oh my God, you're just going through a divorce. He does, will be not interested in you. You're not his type. Did it, all of these like negative things was come flooding into my mind. And I'm thinking he's got, he's not going to want to date me. Like, look at me. I'm nothing special. That's what I told myself. I mean, come on bit different now. I'm like, you, you're so fucking special. It's untrue, Katie. And that's what you should be telling yourself every single day because you're going to come off as a different energy. And people who say this, they're not confident. It's bullshit. Yes, you are. You've just let so many things of, of the past and stories you've told yourself currently and, you know, previously. And you just believe in the stories that you're telling yourself. That's what's making you unconfident. You are confident. You are a confident person. You just let all these bullshit stories, past events have really affect the person you are now. So, you know, side note. <laughs> so Luke took forever to come back to me. I was like, dude. And in this time he was trying to figure out if this is something that he wanted to invest in because he'd been through a divorce before. He knows what was coming. I didn't know what was coming, but he knew. He took a chance on me anyway. And we started dating. I came over to, or we had scheduled to come out to Minnesota. So that kind of opened up the floodgates for us to start flirt messaging and FaceTiming and getting to know each other. It was just truly amazing. So I was due to come out in September. He was visiting some friends in August in Siesta Key in Sarasota in, in Florida. So he's like, I'm like a, a fifth wheel here right now. Why don't you just come over and spend some time? I was trying to keep our relationship on the down low because I knew it was kind of, you know, this was like six months after um, separating from my ex-husband. Still kind of fairly new and, and fresh. And I didn't want anyone to influence me. So I was kind of trying to keep things on the down low. So I made up a little uh, white lie to some of my friends and family and then headed over to Sarasota to be with Luke for five days. Maybe I'll go into a little bit more about how our relationship started and where we are today in another episode, but we met and we kind of unfolded and um, <laughs> here we are today to kind of wrap that, that bit up. But my, I'd, I'd been managing my business for a few years now and it's really, it's brought me so many amazing things in my life. Like I said, I was able to move over here eventually. I was able to date Luke back and forth from the UK to, to the USA and all over the world for a number of years because there was only so much time I could spend in the US. And all the whilst uh, building my business at the same time, I really got to see some amazing places like Borneo and Malaysia and Australia and Dubai and Mexico. And I mean, we went all over the place. It was, And we were only just beginning our epic adventures as a family. So 
yeah, I mean, connecting back, it was definitely a chapter in my life that was challenging. And and whilst the first year of dating Luke, I, I honestly put him through a hell. I mean, when you go through a divorce or you experience someone close to you who's passed away, you go through all these emotional stages. And if, uh, if any of you have been divorced, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not easy. It's I pushed and pushed them, pushed that person away from me, uh, Luke. I pushed him away so many times and he would just come back every time. I was always testing him, always testing him. And sometimes we do that as females. We test our our partners in life and um, we shouldn't really, but we do. And I will never forget the moment that he said to me, and it was so beautiful. I get so emotional every time I share this. He said, when are you going to see the girl that I see? This girl, you know, like I said, I turned so masculine to protect myself. I turned masculine because I was a hustler in business. And we all know now that we have to be in our feminine flow, especially as females and let our men be the masculine hustlers of, of the relationship. But the beautiful thing about Luke is he truly saw this version that I am today. He was so patient and so understanding and waiting for this person to emerge. And she's she's constantly evolving and emerging more and more and more as I'm letting the, the walls fade away. And have you ever heard that, you know, when people say, oh, you should let your walls down? That's a masculine thing to do, by the way, is just decide to let down that, those walls and let that person in. And he was so patient through not just a year, but probably over a, over a course of a couple of years in being patient, knowing the person that I am deep down, that he was waiting for that to emerge. And our relationship through the first year was, was rocky. It wasn't easy. And that's before we have our first year of marriage, which is in part four. I'll talk about that. I'm just so blessed, so honored that he saw this version of me and was very, very patient for it to arise. You know, I, I thank God every day for, for him to have that strength and to have that patience because not many men would have, or would have even known how to pull that version out of me, that best version that only so many people got to experience and see. Like some of my closest friends, Victoria and, and Liz, my brother, now that I truly let my husband see that version of me and not be in this masculine protective mode instead of this beautiful, loving, feminine mode, he was very patient for it. And he's so beautiful and I'm so thankful. So hubby, if you're listening, just know that every day I thank God for, for your grace and your presence and for your continual patience. <laughs> I'll always be thankful for that. I really will. But yeah, for a year, I was probably not the best version of myself, which then he got the brunt of it. There was big times that I would, that person would come out and then I would get scared and put her back away again. But eventually she came out and here she is today. And this is why I get to serve you guys because I'm truly living in my feminine core. And then I, I get to show up as this version and that you get to experience, experience this version too. So it's safe to say that I've definitely been on a, a roller coaster up until part three. I say all the time, if I could just make a movie of my life, a lot of people understand what the journey was about and how I got to this version I am today, how I built the business I have today, 
how I've built the foundations and the family and the, the freedom and everything else, it didn't just happen overnight. It took at least three to five years to build a solid foundation. And then even then, you know, build it upon top of it, it, it fell down a couple of times and I had to rebuild it. Sometimes we have to fall down to realize that when we experience a good day, it's a really fucking good day. And that the bad days are there as a reminder of the good days and the reminder and also a bit of a challenge to get up and grow ourselves more. Without night, the stars don't shine. So, and without darkness, we don't know about light. So it, it's all, everything happens for us. I mean, being with my ex-husband led me to being with Luke today attending that event when I didn't want to led me to having a really successful business and taking a strong look at it and making a strong decision to really work it. You know, just all of these little decisions that we make in life can really add up to the person that we are today. And the reason for this podcast is because I've been so disconnected from myself for a number of years because I've let other people, environments and circumstances shape me into someone that I wasn't and my true core and who I am that feminine flow that will do anything for anybody who will work really hard who's family orientated who sees the good in people who wants people to succeed and have fun be joyful be loving have energy and all of these different things in between that's who I am as a person and moving away from that the things that I've learned along the way to get back to this place, I want to share with you. So this is why I'm sharing parts of the story because you'll really get to identify, oh wow, I can see where that has happened and that's affected her and also get you and encourage you to look at your life and where are you off track? Where are you derailed? Where where have you made the mistakes that it's shaped you in a way that you don't want it to? And my intention is for you guys to bring you back to that core to connect with you. So then you can connect to so many other things out there in your life, whether it is your relationships, your family, your friends, your business, or even getting started in a business. You know, it's so important because when we are truly living authentically as us, the world is our oyster. It really is. So I really appreciate you guys disconnecting for a while to connect not only with me, but with yourself as well. Um, I'm truly honored and privileged that you would spend that time with me today. I just wish you nothing but all that you can just connect with yourself and love on yourself. And I'm really excited to be sharing over the next episode, how we can do that in more, in more detail. And what are the steps that we can do as people to connect back with ourselves again? So I'm super, super excited to share that and what's been working for me. So until then, guys, have a beautiful, blessed week. And I look forward to connecting with you really soon. God bless. Mm-hmm.